Hey, what's up? This is Mallory Smart, and welcome to Textual Healing. Today we're on episode four, and our show is called Who's Gregor Wig? I'm joined now by Kat Giordano and my co-host, Andy Tran. We have Kat on our podcast, Textual Healing. Um, Kat is a writer from New Jersey, and she has a new book coming out with 30 West Publishing, right? Yep. Awesome. And it's a novel? Yeah. That's so sweet. Um, Yeah, so she's the guest for our podcast today. So this is Mallory, by the way. I don't want to fuck up the way I pronounce your last name, Kat. Yeah. <laughs> is it Giordano I was or? Thinking about that. Uh, Giordano. Giordano. Okay. See, I knew Giordano. I was going to mess it up. Okay. I think it's why Andy refrained from saying it too. <laughs> yeah. Very, no, very perceptive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I okay. really love the playlist for the book. I think oh, it's going to send us a good vibe. I was listening yeah, to it on a car really drive sweet. yesterday. Yeah, I was just like yeah. resisting the urge to add more to it because, at, like every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I need to like rearrange it and like add more things to it. But this has given me a, a reason to just let it be for a minute, which is nice. <laughs> I dig it. Um, we'll definitely have to share it more later. Can I ask, like, how you ordered it? Did you like kind of like list it in terms of like the way the book is laid out? Is it like meant for how you wrote it? Is it for the audience? Give us a taste. Um, It's kind of a mix because some of the songs are mentioned really directly in the book and some of them are just ones that I feel like um, in terms of like where they're at emotionally like would go in certain places. So some of them are like sort of placed such that I guess like they come before each other in the book. But otherwise it's really just like things that remind me of like where that spot would be in the book not necessarily um in any kind of order but i don't know it's it's i keep rearranging it too so for all i know it'll be different by the time this comes out but do you recommend people like read it uh before listening to the playlist or playlist first um i really don't think it matters necessarily or probably get something different out of it either way um but i think i would probably read the book first because it might i don't know i I honestly like looking at the playlist now i'm like maybe it would spoil something but not only because i know how how things pan out i'm pretty excited for the book from the playlist i'm getting a very uh greta gerwig vibe from it and i want to know is that like the right direction or um, I really, I honestly like live under a rock and I don't know what you mean by that. So oh, <laughs> sure. um, like as a director, Lady She's Bird. The Francis uh, Hall lady. Yeah. Um No I guess kind of. No. <laughs> when I say I live under a rock, I like seriously mean it. It's like a little bit embarrassing. Okay. I mean <laughs> except for like music wise. Did he just say you're from New Jersey? Because if so, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm not from New Jersey. I've only lived here oh. for like two years, so I have a pass on any New Jersey related uh, <laughs> uh okay. where are you from then? Like originally. I'm from yeah. uh right outside of Philly and then for a couple years I lived in Pittsburgh. 
Um, oh, cool. I just moved to, yeah, I just moved to New Jersey a couple years ago. Awesome. What made you do that? Uh, my boyfriend lives here and I wanted to get out of Pittsburgh. So <laughs> I sort oh, of was just like, good well, decisions. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the story I tell people is I, I literally ran away to New Jersey for somebody that I met on Twitter. And, and I mean, it turned out <laughs> great. But, <laughs> but in, in hindsight, everyone around me was probably like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I've heard weirder stories. So, I mean, you're good. Yeah, it's not that weird. You're good. Let's see. One of my best friends actually got their, like, fan to move to Chicago and they've been living together for like what? the last seven years. Yeah. That's like like, that like a fan fan? Yeah, like they're a fan fan and now they're dating. I think they just got engaged actually but that's legit. And just now how they're they dating? Met. That's crazy. Yeah. Like they met in person like once or twice. Wow. And they're like, I'm going to move in with you now. Let's get married. That's crazy. I mean, when you know, you know, I guess. Yeah. I always yeah. wondered how that works. I've, got an eight year long relationship we don't know yet <laughs> eight years Whoa. yeah i mean i think it's a personality thing too i'm like the kind of person who's like even if i don't know i'm just gonna do this now and see what happens so. <laughs> yeah i've learned apparently in my relationship it's not totally my choice but <laughs> yeah so tell us a bit more about your music taste i mean i got a very cool like indie rock vibe yeah, um, it's sort of all over the place. Um, I think the playlist is like a pretty good uh, indicator of where I'm at, but mostly what I listen to day to day is like, yeah, I guess like indie rock stuff, sort of like with a with like a psychedelic bent to it. Like I'm, I mean, this I don't know if this even counts anymore, but I'm like obsessed with Tame Impala. But like any band yeah. that's kind of in that like in that sphere of like sort of psychedelic stuff, I really like. None of that ended up actually no. One song ended up on the playlist, but yeah, I would say I that's didn't not hear really too super much well of that represented. I was definitely gonna say Tame Impala. Yeah. Did you listen to that new album? Yeah, I liked it a lot. A lot of people seem to not like it, but I thought it was yeah. pretty good. I do have like the the closing track for the album as like as the closing track on the playlist and to be honest That's i'm not so sure funny. how well it actually fits <laughs> it actually fits with the book so much as i just think it's like an awesome like it's just like such a kick-ass closing track and i was like well mm. <laughs> i'll just add this on here it feels weird to not have it on here so only time will tell how long have you been working on uh, the book for um i about like a year and a half i started it i guess last spring Okay. And it was kind of, well, it was like in a stop and start thing. Before that, I had written like things that eventually just I realized that they were supposed to be part of this book. But at the beginning of it, I was like, what if I started writing a novel? I'll probably never finish it. It'll just be funny. Like, I, I don't know why I thought I was like writing a novel. Ironically, that doesn't make any sense. But I, I got like pretty far into it before I was like, oh, I guess I'm like writing this for real. <laughs> With our generation, I mean, ironically doing anything makes total sense. Right. <laughs> what is it about I really love exactly? The cover for it. Oh yeah, the cover oh, is you. amazing. Yeah, the cover is really beautiful. Yeah. Like yeah, the, the artist and I like dogs. got along really well. I actually sent her the the playlist, which I think like helped her in, in making the cover. Oh, awesome. And um, yeah, uh, and, and yeah, we do we you want to give like, her a shout out really well. too, or yeah, uh, Carolyn Brandt. 
Um, she's based somewhere uh, outside of Philly, I believe. And I mean, she's this cover art's awesome. All the other stuff she's done is also awesome. Um, you can follow her on Instagram. I don't remember what her. It looks like a painting, kind of. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. It's very. She cool. had this. Um, there were like these wine. She she bought this wine. She said, I forget what it was called, and like the wine label had like a similar type of design to it. And she was like, This is so weird, but like, can I send you this like wine label? And like, you can tell me if this is like the direction you want to go. And I was like, All right, sure. And I saw it and I was like, Yeah, this is awesome. Like, you know, if this book becomes a hit, you could totally do your own wine based off of it. (laughs) I, I would drink it. In the book, there's either a wine... I don't even remember my own book. There's either a wine or a whiskey that's called Ransom. And I don't, I don't think that's a real thing. And if it's not, I want to make something called Ransom. Because I feel like that's a cool name for like a drink. Damn, you're going to have to claim it. Because I might do it first. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not totally convinced that it doesn't already exist. Because I'm not sure where else I would have come up with it. But <laughs> I feel like with porn in the same way if you've thought about it it probably exists somewhere true and yes i yeah. did really say that it's like the rule 34 of of wine <laughs> but yeah do you want to let us know what the book is about as i try to yeah. turn the notifications off of my ipad yeah um so it's kind of about this like weird space after a breakup of a long-term relationship where the protagonist is like not really sure like what they're doing and she ends up meeting this guy who is she's like um like 22 she ends up meeting this guy who's like twice her age and he becomes this like weird like mentor friend figure sort of thing and then like somewhat of a relationship starts to form and it's just about like the weird like mental and emotional fallout of like i would say like someone's like very first um like serious romantic relationship and how like how like your quest to sort of like figure out who you are individually as a person gets sort of like warped by like the people around you and like it's really hard to figure out what what's you and and what's everyone else um i totally think you would love the movie ladybird definitely check that out (laughs) yeah i probably should watch that now that now that you've brought it up yeah maybe i will so how much of that is based off of you um, I would say a lot, but I mean, it's hard because pointing out like the individual events in the book, I can't say like any of, well, some of that really happened, but I can't say like a ton of that really happened. But like, it's like if everything that happened over a really long span of time in my life happened in like a much more concentrated way and was like more interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I would say it's like pretty true to life, just readable. I <laughs> hopefully. <it>. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you come up with the, the name, The Fountain? Um, there's this section in the book where the, uh, I don't, I don't want to call him a love interest, love interest character, okay. Jay, the older guy, he is talking about his friend who is like a tarot reader and does like these, I don't know, like spiritual, like motivational coaching video lecture things. Um, gotcha. And she has this concept <clears throat> called The Fountain which is like you if you're like in six flags or you're at a zoo or something and you're with a group of people it's like okay if everyone if anyone gets lost we'll all come here and we'll meet at the fountain and 
if you get lost, you don't want to leave that spot because that's where people are looking for you. So it sort of becomes this, like, I don't know, this allegory for, like, if you're um, trying to, like, figure out what you need to do for yourself, you can't go straying around following other people doing whatever because you're not going to be in the right spot for when the right thing comes along. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a big sentimentalism there, too. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have to say, I, I didn't um, come up with the idea totally on my own. It was, like, something I heard on, on, like, a tarot podcast, but it was just, like, a throwaway, like, like statement that this person made. And I was like, oh, I could do, like, a lot more with that. And I made it into, like, this whole, like, uh, I don't know, like, this whole, like, concept. Yeah. And, um, awesome. So you're the first person who, like, immediately wanted to be on this podcast. So... Laid on us. What about music? Like, really gave us like you as a writer. Um, I, it's it's so hard for me to like separate like like I feel like my relationship to my writing is like so entrenched in my relationship to music that like they affect each other so much. And I write music myself too. Um, so I just feel like to me like what I what I listen to at the time and what kind of music I like completely affects like what my how my writing turns out and I love it that way um and I also think it works the other way too like the kind of writing that I appreciate at the time or what I'm working on affects the kind of music that I'm able to appreciate and I just I don't know I could talk about music like all day so I was just really excited to have an opportunity to run my mouth about it for a little while run your mouth about it we're here yeah like, so one, I sent you the excerpt from the novel that's about PJ um, Harvey, and I'm yeah. sure we'll get yeah, more to it later. Really like this, mm-hmm. thank you. Um, this PJ Harvey song, and well, actually, the whole album to bring you my love, and um, that's like such a an important part of the book for me because, while this particular song actually doesn't have like any real like sentimental value to me specifically, but just the idea that like you're in this particular place at this particular time and someone shows you a song and it becomes like the most important thing and I just I feel like I'm always struggling to actually describe how that feels and I feel like this is the closest I've gotten to really like fleshing out that feeling so I'm, I'm really proud of that and I feel like even though the song and the album aren't particularly important to me in that same way like they that's like the closest I've got to it, gotten to ever expressing that. So mm-hmm. it's like probably the truest part of the book to me. Yeah, I dig that. It's kind of hard sometimes to like separate songs from people, you know, especially yeah. if they introduce you that you do that song. And then you wonder like if you would have thought of that song the same way, like like in the right. context of yeah. the book, would she have would she have really like listened to this and like and like had this moment. Um, had yeah. it not been like in that particular situation, I just think that's so interesting to think about. It definitely, definitely like has an impact on the situation. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So PJ Harvey, like, where do you land on her work? Do you prefer her early years, later years? Um, honestly, like I, <laughs> I, I feel like the only like album I've really gotten into was this one. Okay. Um, because, so backstory on PJ Harvey for me. Um, my 
one of my close friends, we have this thing that we do where we make each other these like Spotify playlists. Oh, Andy and, and I do that too. Yeah, yeah and then we we'll then like we we listen like we live listen to them and like discuss oh, them. Fuck. So it's like stuff that like we think the other person would like. And on one of them he put on um to bring you my love as like the first song on the playlist and I was like, Oh my god, like this kicks ass, like this is like the best thing. And so I got really into the album around the time I was working on the book. And I just I really haven't even like spent the time getting into like any of her other albums. So besides like a few other like outside songs, I've like been so obsessed with this one album that like I haven't like gotten That's cool. past it. It took me forever to even get past like that one track. Like I just I wanted to like listen through the rest of it, but I would just go back. Like it just take it takes me so long to get into an album in the first place because I always do that. Is it like on your on repeats section on Spotify? Probably by this point, especially because I've been listening to this like playlist for the book now as I've been like doing other stuff because I just love it so much. So that means it's probably really come up. What is? I'm gonna look at my on repeat thing and see what's on here. Gonna oh, do God. some deep dives right now. <laughs> oh yeah, so I I, for, I forgot to mention I've gotten into this phase recently where I started like I don't I don't even know how I got here, but I started listening to all of these like small time like sort of indie bands from like New Zealand from like 10 years ago like I don't know why and so now my entire like on repeat on Spotify is just like these are random ass like bands I know nothing about <laughs> I was gonna it's say like, some of the songs in the playlist I was like I've never heard of any of these musicians before like Dead Fellow oh yeah so yeah I mean even then like I don't I just know that one song and like my friend like sent it to me a while ago like years ago and was like this is so good and I hadn't thought about it for like years and then all of a sudden as I was like working on this book I was like hey and I like kind of fell back into it yeah like I immediately went to like Wikipedia that and I was like hey that doesn't exist <laughs> so that's cool I, really I like, like the song. song that's a really good one which one the Big Thief song. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. Vegas. Yeah, I love that one. It's really good. That whole album is so good. I feel like the newer, the newer um, Big Thief song, the newer Big Thief albums are good, but they're I, different, right? Yeah, they feel different. They, they sound different. Yeah, they're just not the same for some reason. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I sometimes. I don't like to do that thing where it's like that like kind of snobby thing of like oh their their earlier album like was better or whatever but I feel like for me I just have trouble like when an artist like changes after the thing I've become so obsessed yeah. with I have to like take time and then like go back to the newer stuff so I'm not just like expecting it to be the thing I already like it's almost like they want to change with you yeah, yeah. you know Tame Impala is kind of an outlier to me in that sense because normally I think uh -huh. I would be very, yeah. like I, a lot of people are really like upset that like they, they keep changing their um their sound or whatever, and to me, it works. I just for I some always people. feel like, yeah, I always feel like it's just perfectly where I'm at, like yeah, no matter what he decides to do in the next album, I feel like. I, I'll be in the right position to appreciate it for what it is and I don't know why that is but you're connected I have this like really um, probably like 
insane delusional idea that like um, <laughs> Kevin Parker, the guy behind Team Impala, that like I understand what he's trying to do in like a way that like other people don't. Like I'm just like so protective of it. Yeah, that's funny. I feel like okay, Australia so. has so many good bands. Oh yeah. yeah. I found like so when I was going. Sorry, what, what was that? Oh, <laughs> when I was going through this like phase of looking up all these like bands from New Zealand, I ended up like finding out that some of them were connected to music I, I was already listening to. Like it's just so weird. Everything in like Australia, New Zealand, it's like the yeah. same like five or six people and like all of these different bands, and they all know each other. I think that's so cool. That is cool. Like I don't know how familiar you are with Tame Impala, but there's like Pond, that's like a bunch of the guys that are in the live band just like in another band um, and then there's a couple other offshoot bands that are like two oh. or three of those guys in different bands and they all sound somewhat different too and it's yeah. like there's just always a little bit more that you can find which I really like I like the process of like digging through and finding new things to listen to dig it just going down that rabbit hole yeah so what is like your favorite song on the playlist you made us um i think my favorite song on the playlist is either um vegas or hmm now i'm like looking at it again i love them all um, <laughs> i would hope i so. think yeah i think right now my favorite song would be either vegas or um the cover of Going Blind by Melvin's because I just I don't know what it is about that cover that's just so good like it's a cover of like Kiss I don't think I've heard the original song more than like twice but for some reason their version of it is like perfect to me I dig it it's like so like heavy but sentimental at the same time mm-hmm. I don't know I just really like it so like what do you do to get yourself in the mood for writing um, I don't know. I, I I mean, I think the process of writing this novel has kind of taught me or maybe forced me to be a little bit less precious about it. I used to, like, just have to be in a very specific mood where I, like, had... It's kind of like I have a lot of things to say that I know there's no reason to say them to anyone. Like, I'm not just going to, like, blow up someone's, like, phone with, like, whatever thing I'm thinking about, so I'll just write. But that doesn't really work when you're not writing poetry, which is what I've been used to. So I've had to just be, be like, okay, tonight I'm going to sit down and work on this, and I'll just do whatever I have to do to make that happen. But music does help a lot with that. I can't really do anything, honestly, if I don't have music on. Like, I just can't focus at all. Yeah, I mean, I do that myself. Yeah, My life is one big, like, music video. <laughs> like... I understand how some people find it distracting, but for me, like, if I don't have music on, I feel like I just, I feel like I'm not doing anything. Like, I feel like I'm, like, asleep or something. I feel like I'm more distracted without music. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like your brain has to, like, combat something in the background. Yeah. yeah. It's like a white noise, kind of. What medium it has to be do specific you use, things, right? typically? Like, are you doing, like, final, doing it off your computer? What? What was that? Sorry. What medium are you listening to the music on typically? Like just on Spotify on your phone, computer, yeah, do just vinyl? On, 
Spotify on my computer. I wish I could do vinyl, but I have currently no space for any records or money to buy them with. So one day I'll have like a cool vinyl collection. But for now, yeah, it's just I have like dozens and dozens of Spotify playlists. So I'm at the point where I can just throw something on and that'll be things that haven't been in rotation for a while, but still things that I like. So well, maybe if you sell enough books, we'll get you a vinyl. <laughs> So, do you want to read an excerpt, uh, the one you yeah, sent to us? Yeah, read the excerpt. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, should I read the whole thing? I feel like it's a little bit... Go oh, for no, it. the part... Of, okay, wait. So, I, I only sent you, like, half the chapter that it's from, so I can read this. Yeah, it's not like, too wait, long. It might be a little it's long. It's like a thousand okay. words. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, just for some background, I guess. Um she's the protagonist is at this guy's house for like she's known him for a couple weeks she's at this guy's apartment for the first time um and they're just kind of like drinking and he's like oh do you want to like listen to music and that's kind of where this starts so jay squinted at the rows of tightly packed vinyl lining the walls before disappearing back down the narrow hallway into what was presumably his bedroom and returning with a record in his hand are you a pj harvey kind of girl I don't know, I said, having never heard of her. He paused for a second, then grinned. You're a PJ Harvey kind of girl. I laughed kind of uneasily. Something about being a kind of girl who does anything never sat right with me. It was the same kind of thing that happened with whiskey. Handling it made you some specific person. Not handling it made you another specific person. You were damned if you did or if not. Always torn between two different ideas, the distinction's so arbitrary. But I know Jay probably wasn't thinking in those terms, so I didn't say anything. Jay played the record, and we sat there for a while in silence. I mean, not true silence, since there was music. But we weren't talking, and this seemed significant. With other people, I may have felt the need to comment on the music, give some indication I was enjoying this album I hadn't heard before. There was always that sense of being watched, an obligation to hold up my part of the deal by reacting. Much like many other things before it, I didn't realize how prominent this feeling usually was until I was with Jay and without it. And once again, I wasn't sure what to do with such a revelation. I attributed it to the quickly mounting pseudo-high from the edible I'd just eaten, attaching myself to the slow churn of the song that had now seemed to settle comfortably in the air around us, strangely full of space. The intro reached peak momentum and PJ Harvey's vocals set in with this foreboding kind of discipline. You know there's more, and there will be more, but you aren't ready yet. PJ will get there when she gets there, and for now, this tease. She doesn't spare you any of the murk of it, dragging you behind her through the shroud she's creating. By the time she hits the first to bring you my love, your chest deep, scared of where it's going but inexplicably needing to go there, she drops off, lets go, and for those few seconds you dip down and become submerged completely. That's when you realize what all of the space in the song is. It's you. And by the time she comes back, it almost doesn't matter, because you've been under the surface, seeing what's in that place, and you can't unsee it. And she's laying it on thicker now, crunchier. She's showing more of her cards, or maybe gotten you to show yours. Later, you'll look up the lyrics to the song online and see all sorts of comments speculating, misguidedly trying to stick pins in whatever she sounds so raw with. You'll want to chime in and tell every single one of them off, let them know they haven't gone under, they haven't actually been inside the spaces, not like you. Once you've actually been inside them, there's no way to talk about it. There's just the world, the song, the hole that's been chewed out of it, and if you're brave, you can dangle your legs on the edge over the swirling gray pool and feel what you feel. But you'll know how insane that would sound to tell a stranger, so you'll just put down your phone and go on, quietly changed. The first track faded out, 
and whatever murk had filled the room began to retreat as if sucked up by some kind of unseen force and held there, waiting against the walls. In its absence, becoming once again aware of the details of the room, I had the sensation of stepping out of a car after an hour's long drive. That five-minute crash course and walking you give yourself on the way to the gas station bathroom. Oh, it's late afternoon now. Oh, I crossed state lines and it's warmer than I expected. You look in the smudged mirror for some kind of context and figure from your face that you're tired. Whoa, I said. Right, Jay said. I had turned to look at him only to find that he had already turned his focus to me and was awaiting my reaction. And that's just the one song. That was crazy, I said. The next song had begun to play and I'd lost the attention span to search for more interesting words. It had been less than half an hour, but I felt certain at this point that the brownie had settled and begun to do its subtle but important work, stretching the space between the instruments, making the room feel smokier than it was. The second song was chugging along, this low rumble, but I was still stuck in the first one. I was still trying to make sense of what had happened. The album sleeve was propped up on one of the shelves, the cover in full view. A woman, PJ Harvey maybe, floating on her back in blue-gray water, dark hair trailing behind her, the ends dipping below the surface. If the album art was any indication, I'd had the intended experience. Jay was working on his drink. Real labor, it seemed, and he was absorbed. Holding the styrofoam cup to his lips and chipping away with small slurps at the remaining liquid, pausing in between and cringing. I watched, though watching him seemed voyeuristic. I felt like a gender reversal of some male gazy movie, peering through some slit in a curtain as Jay did what he did, or what I imagined men like Jay did when they were alone. Drinking, listening to PJ Harvey with a serious pout, the male equivalent of brushing his long flaxen hair in the mirror, you know, seated at a vanity by candlelight and sighing daintily at his reflection, unaware of the protagonist standing there titillated in the background. The protagonist feels vindicated in his inkling that this is a person worth wanting. And the audience agrees, and the person manning the camera agrees, and even if you don't agree, you come away feeling sure that this is what it means to be beautiful. Watching Jay sip his drink that night, I can't say I didn't feel it. I can't say I did, but I also can't say that I didn't. Wow, that was amazing. That was really Thank good. Thank you. What chapter that, was that again? The last paragraph really is. Thank you. Sorry, no, that was really good. Yeah, I, I felt like, like I was like really in the moment. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm kind of coming down from it a little bit right now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel that edible right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. So, um, do you want to connect it a little bit again? Like, when's it coming yes. out and stuff? And yeah. Um, so hopefully the book will be out uh, by the end of November. We don't have like a, a like solid date on it coming out yet. Um, but by the end of this year, um, pre-orders are available now on the 30 West Publishing House site. Um, I think there, there's supposed to be like a limited edition one that's going to have like an extra broadside or a little something by me. Yeah, but I, was gonna I think ask those are sold that. out now. Uh, no, yeah, it still says that you can get it. I'm on the website Oh, really? Now. Oh, shit. No, okay. you're right. Someone just sold told me, out. Yeah, someone told me they were sold out the other day. Um, Damn. But, yeah, so I think, yeah, the normal pre-orders, you should still be able to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, yeah, you won't be able to, to do a book tour. Are you going to be doing any, like, cool, like, uh, video readings or promo like that? Yeah, I think I'm yeah, going to do, like, a, like, a Zoom event or something. I want to do something. 
I want to like go on Twitch and like read the whole book or something. Just like do something crazy. But we'll see. That'd be cool. Oh, that'd really be great. Yeah, I love Twitch. Like a live thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. I want to do something. It's funny because when my my other book came out, my my poetry book, um, I wanted to do a live event, like a real event, and I invited all these people. And then I got really sick. I got like mono, so oh, I, could, no, like, I didn't know that I had. Yeah. I didn't know I had mono. I just thought I was like I don't even know. I I was like downplaying how sick I was, and I went. I could like barely like read, <laughs> and then I like went to the ER like the next day, and like oh, they were no. like oh shit like you have mono, and they put me on like steroids and stuff because like my tonsils were so swollen. I was like, how did I get up so and do shitty. that? And now like my other my second book coming out, I can't do a reading because everyone else is sick. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe someday like it's I'll, timing, I'll, yeah. I'll be able to do an event. Yeah. Third book's a charm, I guess. Yeah. Hopefully. No well, I just, pandemic. I think that's my thing now. Like, I'm just going to keep putting out books, like, solely yeah. so that I can have an event. And then once yeah. I can actually have, like, a normal uh, book launch event, yeah. I'll be done. I'll retire. See, so. it's my hope, actually, the other way. I never like doing live readings. So I'm just like, I hope there's a pandemic every single time. <laughs> I love doing, I love reading my stuff out loud. I, like, I love doing readings. Yeah, it's fun. I'm a good host. I'm so a nervous, bad reader. But- I don't know. I don't think anyone's a bad reader reading their own stuff. Like you're writing in your own voice, and so you're reading yeah. in your own voice. It's a little. It's like I don't know. I think it, it always is gonna sound like you, and I think that's good. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, like how and other people, people always do. listen. Yeah. yeah, they do. But like, what happens with me is like it's I start like reading really show. fast towards the end. I'm like, just get it over with, you know. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Yeah. I talk really fast. I have to try not to read really fast, and. I don't know. I struggle. I don't know how well I do with that, but I figure if I sound crazy, then it's because I am crazy, so it's fine. <laughs> well, you did a really good pacing here. I mean, yeah. you got us here, yeah. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to say, Andy? Uh, do you want to give out your... Do you want to like, do any shout-outs or put your social at the end or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you can get me on Twitter at Jordcat, that's G-I-O-R-D-K-A-T, Instagram, same. And then my publisher for The Fountain is 30 West Publishing House. They're on Instagram and Twitter as 30 West PH, and that's 30 spelled out, T-H-I-R-T-Y. Um, that's it. Lit. That was really great. We will definitely beg you to be back on the show. Again, awesome. when we're definitely okay. more energetic. Sure. Sorry about that for being a little bit more low key here. No, I'll come back. It's yeah, it was fun. Sounds cool. Okay, awesome. thank you so Thanks much for being on the show. Yeah, thank you guys. Have a good one.